good. It's good. it's um. I'm sure Stacy's probably filled you in. A lot has changed in my life. Yes, a lot. It's okay. Many things for the good, and yes. some I'm still working through it. And it will you'll get. It comes. It's both. Yes. It'll work itself out. Yes. Eventually. It always Eventually. does. I have faith. God is always in yes. control. Where there's light, there's always dark. Mm. <laughs> always. Well, we are light and dark. Yeah. Right. Yes. No matter how good we are. No yes. Matter. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll be here all day. Okay. All right. Let's, let's get started. <laughs> yeah. All right. Damara Gardner here, founder of Black Women About Business podcast. I'm actually going to start over, Robin. She'll edit that. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. Damara Gardner, founder of Black Women About Business. I come to you today to share our podcast with you where we bring you 15 minutes of bite-sized pieces where we combine business and wellness targeted towards the black female leader and entrepreneur. In case you didn't know, Black Women About Business is a sacred space of support to make sure that you can thrive in business as well as in life. We provide business planning, executive coaching, training, as well as one to four day retreats. I'm going to be talking about our Michigan Business and Wellness Tour at the end of my interview with the fabulous Jamila Stevens, uh, as well as our conference retreat. So with that, I want to welcome Jamila. I have known Jamila for a while now. She is bad within her own right, uh, has lots of experience, and today she's wearing the hat of a therapist, uh, MSW to be exact. So I want to tell you a little bit about Jamila. Developing a therapeutic relationship built on trust and empathy is the foundation of Jamila's work. Jamila is a licensed clinical social worker with a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Michigan and a master's degree in social work from the University of Chicago. Jamila's extensive background in psychotherapy and social service affords her the opportunity to truly serve individuals in a comprehensive and effective manner. Jamila provides culturally appropriate therapeutic services. Who doesn't need more of those, right? Uh, in to youth as young as four years of age to adults. She has a passion and expertise in working with youth and adults with anxiety disorders. Specifically, she desires to work with youth on the autism spectrum and their families. Jamila also provides therapeutic services to teens, adults, families, and couples with mild to moderate diagnoses and needs. So if you haven't heard of Jamila Stevens, you are getting ready to get to know her today. Um, they say there are not enough black therapists out there, but I will tell you, we are out there, y'all. Right, Jamila? Yes, we are out there. Absolutely. So talk to us. Thank you for being here oh, on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's an honor. It's an honor. Absolutely. It's always good to see yes. you, sis. Just yes. beautiful. I wish you could see her right now. She's glowing. Um, <laughs> we're going to post a picture so that you can see her. She is just a beautiful woman inside and out. Thank you. So let's start with this. Why private practice? I know that you've done a lot of things in yes. your lifetime. So why private practice? It was the only way. Mm. I took a leap. I went back to my, I call it my first love, mm -hmm. mental health. And if I was going to go, I was going to go all the way. Yeah. So to be specific, I'm in a group private practice, mm -hmm. which is a safe way to transition. The liability is shared, mm -hmm. but the freedom is there. And if I was going to do this great work, this calling in my life, I needed to have the freedom to help people in a evidence-based way but also in a way that is easy. Yeah. So I so part of why I selected private practice is 
people, I can make it easier for people to find me. Yeah. And that was a big issue for me. I love that. The only way, right? And I think sometimes agencies um, that exist to support our folks are not always set up to do the work that we need them to do to make our services accessible as well as culturally appropriate. Absolutely. Right? Um, So what's your take on that? I understand the structure of large agencies. I understand the infrastructure of insurance companies and why they need to function in that way. And there is a necessity. I do believe that at the core, most people want to provide accurate service, but the need is so great that at times it's not done in the way that's best for the client. But the intention is. Yeah, I love that, right? Because we know that there's a difference between intention and impact. Absolutely. And I think anybody who goes into the field of social work, into the field of counseling, you're really coming at it with the best interest Absolutely. in mind for your people. Absolutely. So why do we need, right, we as black women, why do we need culturally relevant services? It's a, it's a necessity. Mm. And the reason why As black women, we carry so much. We represent so many different things. We're women, we're women of color, we're mothers, girlfriends, lovers, everything to everyone. Mm. I feel that we are a group of women that lack the understanding and support that we need. And we're looked at people who should just We just get along and move forward. And so why having culturally appropriate services is necessary? Because you need to come into a place where someone understands what your walk is without you having to always explain yourself. We explain ourselves every day. When you come to see me, I don't need you to have to explain everything. There are some things you need to talk to me about, but there's some underlying things that is hard to talk about because we just live life every day. And so when you come and see me, I'm gonna speak those things to you because you need to understand that's part of your baggage, that's part of your walk. Your, your depression is higher because of who you are and yeah. what you carry, and you need to understand that. I love that, right? Because what you're highlighting is the importance of being able to contextualize people's experiences. Absolutely. And oftentimes, you know, we know that even though culture is like an iceberg and there are many right. things about identity that we don't see unless we get to know someone. Absolutely. And we have these shared experiences. Yes from visible ways that we are connected, right? So if I came to see you as a black woman, um, I know that you're gonna understand enough about the lived experience of what it means to be a black woman that when I show up a certain way or share something, you already have a sense that it's about that lived experience versus something else that that a person could miss that could actually help me to get better in a more exponential way. But I do want to add that even though I understand and empathize, I don't assume. Yes. Because black women, our history and our culture and our story is diverse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just speaking of African-American women. I'm speaking of black women from the Caribbean, black women from Africa. Our, all of our stories are very different. 
how we are viewed is very different. And so when we come together and I come and I sit with women, yes, I understand it, but I also do not, I try really hard. I don't want to make any assumptions Mm -hmm. about your truth or your story because that's another thing that you face. Yes. So there's a comfort with me because I set the environment. Yes, you're here to see me, but this is our journey. Mm -hmm. Not just me telling you who you are, Mm -hmm. but you're going to tell me who you are and we're going to work through this together. Yeah, come on, sis. And it's so important what you just said that when we talk about black women, we're talking about black women across the diaspora. Absolutely. So you could be Afro-Latina, and guess what? You're a part of our tribe, if you will. Um, We are truly in this together. And part of your acknowledgement is that even though you recognize that we're in this together, there are things that are unique about all of our experiences. So we don't want to always assume that just because we look alike that we understand the complexity of our realities, right? Absolutely. So that's really, really important. So we're going to do an entrepreneurial trivia, okay. uh, which I'm, I'm excited ready. about this. Yes, you ready? I'm excited. Okay. So for each topic that I throw out, you're going to yes. have 30 seconds to respond. Okay. Um, and I've got six of them. So get ready, audience. So okay. the first one is self-care versus securing stability. Go. Securing stability is self-care, especially in the beginning of starting any type of business. Mm-hmm. So In many cases, you have to redefine what self-care looks like while you're building a business. And so for me, my self-care is five-minute naps throughout the day in between sessions or taking a moment to dehydrate myself so that I can be mentally clear. So when I'm hustling and working, my self-care changes. Mm -hmm. And then when I have downtime, it looks different. Okay, perfect. Next topic. Purpose versus profit. Purpose has to be number one. Mm -hmm. I can't look at the profit. I have to do the work. If I focus on the work, I've already won and I'm already successful. The money will come and go. I take all insurances. So I'm always paying the government back. And sometimes the claims are denied. It doesn't matter Mm. because my purpose is to be here as a conduit for change. Yes. The rest will come. So I love that, right? Because I think that oftentimes when we're operating from this desperate place, absolutely, we will make decisions that are counter to our purpose. Yes. And people with the best of intentions can often make decisions that are counter to who they yes. are as a result of desperation. So like you said, you don't worry about it. You have all these insurances and whether you get paid or not, you know ultimately the money's going to come from somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And if it's not there, I'll figure it out. I love that. That's so powerful. Mindset. Mm-hmm. All right. So next topic. There is no such thing as work-life balance. There isn't. <laughs> you, I'll give you a quick example. This is a busy time in mental health. Mm-hmm. The weather is changing. The holiday is coming. I'm busy. I'm happy. My patients need me. Guess what? My house is a mess. But I at least did the dishes today. So this thing where you can have it all and be at everything and do everything is unrealistic and harmful to yourself. You do the best that you can in the moment. I'm a mother, I'm a single mother. So I have to weigh the options. Am I at this school event or do I need to work so that she can have a safe home? Sometimes it's the work. Sometimes I give up the work for her. So I'm always in a deficit. 
But my mindset is that's reality. So I so this is really powerful that the things that need attention get the attention when they need the attention. Absolutely. Which means that other things in your life are not going to be tended to uh, because the reality is, is that we only have so much time yes. to give. And it doesn't mean you're failing because there's a deficit. It's what you compare yourself to. Yeah. You can't look at outside things and assume that they're successful and you're failing. Yeah. You cannot do that. And we have to understand that sometimes we have to sacrifice certain things Absolutely. in order to invest in the things that needed to be invested yes. into. So, again, really, really powerful yes. mindset. And I think it helps to free people yes. if they have more realistic expectations about to. what it requires. You have to. Yeah. So, great. All right. So, my next topic is give me a second sis creating the perfect support system yes that is mandatory now i speak as a woman who has a great support system not everyone has that but there's ways to creatively put it together for me my daughter has to be secure for me to function Mm -hmm. that means she has to be with someone i trust i respect and i understand i have Four or five people in the self-care line. My, her father, my mother, best friends, family. They, they're, we're a village. Mm. So, number one, if my baby's okay, I feel supported. The second thing is you need real people that you can go to and lay your burdens. Mm. I have three or I have four to five amazing women in my life and men that I can be honest with, I can be transparent with, and I need that. So you all, people need that. And lastly, I have a therapist. Mm. Honey, you practicing what you preach. Yes. Right. And so in school, I, I, I didn't tell you guys this, but for so, some of you know, I'm also a licensed therapist. And one of the things that we learn yes. is the importance of doing our own work is something Absolutely. that we don't arrive at. Right. Right. We keep doing our own work. So today I might have a therapist and work through my shit. Yes. And then maybe I'm done working through my shit for now, but it might yes. be a year later and I've got some more Absolutely. shit I got to work through. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I love that. Yes. And this this idea of that I'm assuming those women that you can rely on yes the reason why you can rely on them is because they can also rely on you absolutely and you've been vulnerable with them yes. right and vulnerability is a form of wellness it absolutely is we can't have connection not deep connection and the kind of support that we need without a sense of vulnerability absolutely yeah so that's really really great yeah. all right next topic Loving the freedom and fear of my work. I was just talking about this with a colleague. Mm -hmm. The freedom and fear come hand in hand. I thrive when I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And I learned that about myself. And so there's freedom in it. When you're afraid, you tend to sort of have a delusioned mind thinking that if you took a different course or if you played it safe, you would be okay. That's not true, because if I went back into the corporate world thinking that I was secure in my work life, many people are getting laid off all the time. Mm -hmm. Most of us that are working women in the corporate world, if we miss a paycheck, we're going to blow up the city because (laughs) let your paycheck be late. Come on. HR, everybody's getting slapped. Yeah. Right. So that's not stability. (laughs) Right. It's a fallacy. Absolutely. Yeah. So. When for me, the fear of, okay, 
can I do this? Can I make it? Well, I am making it because I'm doing it. So the fear and the love of it goes hand in hand. So I just ride it out and I speak to it and I put it aside. It's just my body's responding to the fact that I'm growing and I'm doing something that has purpose. Yeah. There's a leadership principle that is called fear means go. Yes. Uh, and I feel like that's in part what you're saying. Absolutely. That fear is a part of the struggle of being an entrepreneur. Yes. And the more that we can accept it and embrace it, yes. the more we can navigate through it uh, and do the things that we've been called to do. Absolutely. Right? And call it what it is. Yeah. Just say, I'm afraid. Mm. And in that moment, you may need support. You may need help. You may need to talk to someone. You may need to pray. Yes. Speak what it is. And move forward. Yeah. Well, and whether it's fear or anything else, there's something that you just said that I think is really important for our viewers to to get. The moment that we say it is the moment that we release. Absolutely. I think in times when we're not being honest about what it is that we're really feeling, we then lay hostage. Absolutely. (laughs) And we want to be the authors of our lives. And one of the ways that we do that is by speaking our truth. Yes. No matter how dark and ugly that truth is absolutely yeah that's beautiful all right this is our last topic sis learning how to recharge and reboot yes so the same thing with speaking your truth self-awareness and self-exploration is really important Mm. you have each individual woman has a way that they need to recharge and reboot it is your way you don't have to feel bad about it you don't have to Um, deny it it is what it is because some people will tell you well this is what you need to do Mm -hmm. so when I have patients come into my practice I tell them immediately we have to trust each other I have to get to know you because your coping strategies are individualistic I'm not giving you a cookie cutter because it doesn't work Mm -hmm. so for me I recharge I have to build a fort in my bed and I'm hibernating Mm -hmm. and leave me alone yeah everybody knows when I say I'm sick or I'm tired everybody knows leave Jamila alone because I have to get my strength back. Yeah. And for a long time, I felt guilty. And I realized that if I'm not okay, everything falls apart. Mm. And so I began to give myself permission to take the time that I needed to recharge. Yeah. And I do it a lot. Yeah. You know, my hairdresser says you got to make it make sense. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes we're looking to adopt things that work for other people. Right. And the reality is, is that what works for somebody else is not going to work for us. Right. So we've got to figure out what that thing is for us, which means we may have to try on a lot of different things. And the thing that gives us the greatest respite, no matter what it is, like you said, right, you go in your room, you get in the bed, it's dark and I love that you have you don't feel guilty about it anymore right because that's the very thing that you need to be able to get up right and to give to your daughter and your business and everything else so yeah we got to work that thing the way it needs to be worked yes love it all right so um What's critically important, and I feel like we talked about this a little bit, uh, and you're certainly welcome to add something at this point, um, about mental health and wellness tips that you have for black women. Yes. And we've touched on them already, Absolutely. but but talk to us more about that. And I use this term a lot in my work. I, it's called sit in it. Mm. So 
when you when you're in crisis or you're overwhelmed so when you when your depression is high and when i mean by your depression is high your energy is low you feel disconnected you may feel sad you may not you feel numb when your anxiety is high when you're irritable when you're worrying obsessively when your skin is breaking out all these different things sometimes we need to be still and let the emotion come through and then once it comes through and we relax, then we can go back and figure out what just happened. Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need help? What typically happens when a person is in crisis, meaning their emotions are on high, mm-hmm, they react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, cho- they, they want to fix it instantly. You cannot fix anything in crisis. That's where suicide attempts come into play. That's where unhealthy choices come into play because you want this feeling to go away. Sit in it. Let it pass and mm-hmm. then find a way to look back and try to understand what just happened because your body is not a liar. Yes. Oh, so there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. And um, what you're saying, it, it resonates with me. And my hope is that it's resonating with the audience about the importance of being. Yes. Right. Um, and I think that oftentimes, and particularly as black women, we just, we're go-getters. We just keep it yes. moving. And we're so accustomed in part because of the lived experience, right, of racism, because of all the hats that we wear Absolutely. in taking care of our children and our mothers and our siblings and yes. whoever that might be that we are holding down. Yes. Uh and I, we suppress a lot of what it is that we're feeling. Yes. And then we have these breaking moments, um, these breakdown moments. Absolutely. Because we have not given ourselves enough space to just be. To be. And feel. Yes. And, and allow that to dictate what we need and what our next move is. Absolutely. Right? Um, so if, if people didn't get anything else from our time yes. together today, which I'm sure they got a lot, yes. that in itself is a, is a golden nugget, yes. right? And the more that we can embody that, um, the freer our minds become, um, the more full we can feel in, in feeling the emotions that are part of just this normal range of just being human. Um, so I, so that was that was great. I, I, I appreciate that. And you got me really thinking about it. I'm glad. Uh, because in our work, even though we know these things I think that we have to be reminded of these things and we have to keep practicing these things so we're gonna wrap up now I I hate that our time is up it was beautiful Uh, yeah it was so beautiful always nice being with you and I'm really looking forward to having you come back I want to make sure that our our audience can stay in touch with you right because you're out here on your grind doing your thing I know that you make magic happen every day with your patients with your clients yes yep so how can people stay in touch with you so this is the easiest way to do it I want you to go to psychologytoday.com. You just Google it and you type in my name, Jamila Stevens. That's the easiest way. And then you'll be prompted to contact me and Mm -hmm. I get either an email or a call instantly. I also, our practice does have a website. The website is Mm wellspringtherapy.net. You're not going to remember that. So just Google me, Jamila Stevens, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and my profile will pop up. Yeah. And that, like I said, accessibility. I don't want you to have to go through a lot of hoops. Mm -hmm. Go on the website, click the link. I get the call. My office manager runs the verification. We do a 10-minute free consultation over the phone. 
you see me within a week. Wow. I love that. Did you hear that, y'all? One week. So if you need a phenomenal therapist um, that is culturally relevant, please reach out to my sis, Jamila. Um, she will do amazing work with you. I can put my money on that. Thank you. Um, you are welcome, sis. And so we're wrapping up now. Uh, like I said, I want you to stay tuned for our Black Women About Business tour. Um, I'm actually going to be talking to Jamila about being a part of that as well. In fact, every woman that comes in this podcast are women that I believe in, um, that I feel connected to, and I want to make sure that you can get as much of them as possible. So if you're in the Kalamazoo area, that's coming to you at the end of March 2019. If you're in the Detroit area at the end of May, and if you're in the Grand Rapids area, that's going to be the first week in June. Um, and then we have our con conference retreat that's at the beautiful Grand Traverse Resort and Spa, four days. We have all-inclusive pricing, so make sure that you check that out on Eventbrite. Um, you can find us in other platforms, but Eventbrite is definitely our go-to. And if you're not following us on the web, I want to make sure that you do that. Black Women underscore biz is where you can find us on Instagram as well as Twitter. And make sure that you like our Facebook page. We're putting out good content all the time to our viewers. Um, and I do a blog every couple weeks as well as a Facebook Live every couple weeks as well because we want to make sure that we're giving you good content for your business as well as wellness. So thank you for being with us today. Can't wait till next time. Ashe. All right, sis. That was wonderful. <laughs>